I just want to invest in people that really want to be the best that they can be. Hello, everyone. It's Todd Screema and Robin Lavasser and Jim Reed, and we're doing another loan officer podcast. So this is one of my fun. We do four a month uh, different podcasts, and this is probably my favorite one because it deals with loan officers. And today's topic is about unique selling proposition. And I, I, I was telling Jim this story earlier. I've got this new sales coach this last couple months, and I'm telling you the number one thing I got from this guy is, Todd, you only ever, 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 ever talk about what's in it for them, which is that's at the heart of the unique selling proposition. So what's in it for them? What's in it for them? What's in it for them? And um, I'll tell you a quick story because I just had this illustrated to me through a friend. So I have a friend of mine. She says, hey, uh, I want to sell my house. It's, it's in a desirable neighborhood, but it's 2.1 million. So in Sacramento, that's a highly priced home. And she said, if I can't sell it for 2.1, I, I don't know if I'll sell it. Uh, I don't know if I want to sell it. But she was in contract for another property. So a couple of weeks goes by and uh, she told me she sold her house. I said, oh, well, I happen to know that agent. How did you pick him? And she said she didn't say, hey, he had a good, unique selling proposition. But but she did say this. She says, well, I interviewed a couple. And what he explained, what this guy explained to me is that he was going to do a pocket listing and advertise this listing coming on the market to the 10 or 20 agents that sell in that neighborhood and do some secret showings. And then he wasn't going to list it yet. He was going to get an advertise, a, a, a bigger buzz and have a big open house the same day he listed it. And he's going to get those 10 people that already went through it to come into the house when now there's 50 people inside the house and they're afraid that they're going to lose out on the house and we'll get three or four offers. That was his plan. That was his USP to get her to sell that house for 2.1 million, which was honestly probably 200 grand over what the house is worth. So he created this buzz and he had a process to it that she understood. And so she signed with him. And because of that, what eventually was in it for him was a $60,000 commission. Yeah. So she got what she wanted. And because he helped her get what she wanted, he won as well. Instead of what most people do, which is what's in it for me. And then, oh, yeah, and you get this. And it's really, guys, this is, it sounds simple. It is not. It, it, I'm learning this, you know, being in business for, I don't know, too long, 30 something years. Um, that I make this mistake all the time. Like as I'm being coached now on this, I, I'm like, whoa, yeah, I talk way too much about, you know, hey, we do this or we do that. Me, 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 me. It's very simple, but it's very hard habit to break. So Jimmy, okay. give us your overview of what a good USP is and some of the components to it. Um, yeah, you sound, you sound like the ShamWow guy sometimes. You guys know what yeah. I'm talking about with the orange things? Yes. Little microphone. The pitch man. I don't uh, hate to be a pitch man, but a unique value proposition or selling proposition is kind of a pitch. Um, the difference is that the perspective is 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 more clear. In other words, the the who who's who's uh, whose benefit is more clear on a unique value proposition. So, some things I wrote down that that a, a unique selling or value proposition 
has to have is it has to the first part is it has to tell the person what you do in other words if robin was a realtor i gotta tell her what i do that's unique and different what i do that's unique and different how it affects her as a realtor like like why it's important to her that i do this and then i have to quantify my results to how it's going to impact her checkbook right so I mean, if I was doing a value proposition or, or to my son, it may be different. But if I'm going to, if I'm a loan officer, and I'm, I'm saying that if you learn this skill, you can apply it to every area of your life, your relationship with your parents, your relationship with your kids. You just got to think it through a little bit. So, you know, like I, I think there's two questions that we have to answer right now as lenders all the time, all the time. In all of our conversations, the first one is why a realtor or a referral partner should use us. We got to answer that all the time. And we got to answer the question of why should I buy right now to our clients, to our borrowers? You got to answer that all the time because how do they feel about buying right now? Scared. Well, the, is it a good time? I mean, if people are always asking that silly question, is it a good time? But you have to answer it before they ask it. Here's why people should buy right now. It needs to be part of your prep, your your presentation. I know it's a little bit of a tangent, but it is related. Trust me. So when I when I when I answer the question to Robin, why should she use me? The, the example I give often is like, so as a realtor, the reason you want to use me, Robin, is because I have a process weekly where I stay in touch with the borrowers during a transaction and before a transaction twice a week. Once by by uh, uh, electronic contact and once by phone. Twice a week, I stay in contact. During that time, I cultivate a relationship and I program them to refer us to anybody who needs a loan right now. And in the last, so I proactively seek them to send us their friends and family that may need real estate or loans. And in the last six months, I've referred back 10 closed transactions to my referral partners at an average commission of 15,000 a deal. So in the last six months, my process has impacted my referral partners to the tune of 150,000 in commissions. And then you shut up because their brain's going to do what your guys's are doing right now. They're going to be like trying to figure out what I was saying. And then you'll see them go, Oh, how do you do that? I'm glad you asked. Can we meet for 15 minutes so I can show you? But you have to pause. Like what you were talking about earlier and the way it relates is the sham wow guy just keeps talking. But once you make your once you make the the once you quantify the result of your value proposition or your selling proposition, you have to shut up. And the longer the pause, the better. Because then when they ask, tell me how you do that. You're not pitching anymore. You switched from being a pitch man. It's totally changed who's in charge of the relationship. You went from them being in charge. Now you're in charge. Because now you have something they want. And you made them believe it. And that's how you get more appointments. And that's how you get them to refer you. And by the way, you do have to do the work and create and do the two updates a week. And you do got to do all the stuff you said you got to do. So this is not like 
some magical line that gets the girl at the bar to want to talk to you. This is not what this is. This is, hey, how do you become a, a businessman where you're willing to do what others won't? So you can earn business, make a bunch of money and go home. So that's what a value proposition is to me. And you can you can do it in so many areas of your life. It is ridiculous. Yeah, really well said. Robin, what's a, what's a company or a person that you've seen have a really good USP? Ooh, a company or a person? Well, Jim Reed, apparently. I mean, he has been mesmerized <laughs> as I listen to him go. I ser- I'm serious, Jimmy. You're really, really good at this. Um, and, and I definitely have strayed a little bit more from this and been uh, more of a buddy salesman, right? Like I am charming and I like you and you like me. And so we'll get there. I think that um, I have seen... Gosh, Todd, I'm thinking of, of good USPs that are. Um, you you told me about that realtor that I'm gonna close. Yeah. I'm gonna sell your house. Like that's a good one. Yeah, I mean, we had a realtor that basically was, I'll sell your house in. I think it was 25 days, um, or my commission is free. So he basically guaranteed it. Now, yes, you can read into it. I guarantee you, it meant he gets to set the price. Right. He gets to he gets to do all of these things. But from the attention standpoint and somebody saying you're putting your, so to speak, money where your mouth is and I need my home sold. There's comfort in a, you know, unique selling. I I really value proposition, if you will, that has teeth. Right. There's comfort in that purpose. uh, Something we haven't talked about in the previous recordings. What is the purpose of unique value proposition? Because you just nailed what it was. Comfort. To give well, somebody security and choosing you. Yes. So the, the, the purpose of a unique value proposition, number one, is don't be a fibber. Okay, so don't do that because you don't won't last. That. Okay. And I'll steal all your realtors. I promise. I'll come into your town and take all your relationships. <laughs> if you're a liar, it's easy. But So don't do that. But the purpose of a value proposition is to get to the next step in a relationship with a referral partner. That is the purpose. So the reason I do the two updates a week and create leads to give back is so that I can prove it to new people to get more relationships. That's it. It ain't more than that. The purpose of a value proposition is to get the next meeting or to get the meeting and to go deeper in your relationships so that, oh, you are a good businessman and I like, know, and trust you. When you have both those are the 20-year referral partners, right? Yeah, Jim, as we talk about this, Jim brings up a very critical point. So, and Robin, you brought it up a little bit. So most people are out of sequence when it comes to how they sell. Mm. How they want to sell is, hey, Jimmy, old buddy, I see you like golf. Let's go to lunch and talk about golf. The problem with that is Jimmy already has friends, lots of friends and acquaintances. So there's no value there. And when we buddy sell, you know, people always mistake this comment that I make. They, I said, hey, don't buddy sell. That doesn't mean you're not going to develop a relationship. It just means you don't. That's not how you get the appointment to start the relationship. So a relationship is something that happens once you start doing business and you start liking each other. And maybe you do go golfing someday. Um, but it's not people get it out of sequence. They, they're like, let me be your friend. So I'll get business. No, let me do something for you and add value. 
and we will develop a relationship over time. And that's the proper sequence. And that's why some of this is important. Um, you know, just to, I'll, I'll say this uh, because I really want to hammer this home and then I'll close this out. Um, Tesla, if you think about their USP, is their, their USP may go something like this. Like we're an electric car company. The car looks really cool. It's got a super cool computer inside. It never needs gas and almost never needs maintenance. And it's faster than a Ferrari. That's a pretty enticing USP. Now, now, just a minute, you see all the car companies trying to catch up on the electric cars. The problem is, I seen a friend of mine had one the other day. It was a Ford Fusion or something. It looks like hell. Like the car, it's ugly. It's <laughs> ugly. It's ugly. There's no way you could look at that car and say like, oh, like it's enticing. It's an electric car, but it's so ugly. So they missed it, in my opinion. They're not going to sell a lot of those cars. It's just ugly. Now, it's you understand, this is an electric car, so there's no engine. You can make that whole body style look really cool and still sell it for whatever you're selling it for. It's just plastic you put over wheels, but they missed it. Their design team was like, ah, looks aren't important. Make it look ugly. Hmm. Now, I know that that didn't actually happen in the boardroom when they were designing that car, but that's what happened. Okay. So to close this out, um, you know, my ideal client, when you talk about loan officers, if it, there's a lot of stuff going on right now, like I'm just going to be super direct. 50, 60% of all loan officers will be out of the business by Christmas or first quarter. Mm. That's the truth. True yeah. statement. It's 90% purchase loans and it ain't going to change any day soon. No. So my ideal client is someone in business one to five years. They're doing two or three or more loans a month and they are growth minded. You give me that person and I tell them, look, at, I'm going to get you five more loans a month or 20 more thousand a month in income. That's what I'm gonna do for you. Mm -hmm. if, the, if it's the right person, they will be enticed by that message and it will lead to a meeting. If they're like, oh, I'm thinking of getting out of the business. I, I don't know if I wanna go through all that. I'm not sure if I wanna sell that hard. I'm not sure if I wanna learn the two-step close. I'm not sure if I wanna learn a USP. That's not my client, right? So know who your client is and know who to speak to them. I love loan officers that are high purchase based, that are growth minded and want to make a lot of money, specifically 20 or more thousand dollars a month added to their income. Now that's enticing today because we just came out of a two year market where people were making those kind of big checks and they want to get back there, right? So the value proposition for my ideal client is fitting and i find that i will attract the right people and it will lead to a meeting and hopefully subsequent meetings where we eventually hire someone mm -hmm. so uh the other thing i would say about loan officers is don't this is going to sound i don't mean this disrespectful if you're with a great company that's great but if 50 percent of loan officers getting out of the business there's going to be 50 percent of companies go out of business so you got to be looking at that and say, whoa, am I really in the right environment? 
or could this just change? I just interviewed someone yesterday. Company closed their doors in one day. Yeah. You're like, I'm out of business. Well, great. Now you're in a lurch, right? And, you know, we're talking to them. Maybe we'll put a deal together. But now they're under a time pressure in two days to find a new company that's well capitalized, that knows how to do purchase, that has all the programs. That's that's I, I, I was very honest with him. I said, hey, bud, you better make the right choice or you'll be out of you. You jump to another company that because you got sold a bag of goods and then they're not really what you thought they were. You'll be at, you'll spin your wheels for three months before you figure that out. And then you're out of business because yeah. now you've done no loans for four or five months. Check out this for a unique value proposition. One of the only companies in America that has an internal coaching program led by a group of people that have been professional coaches for the last 20 years. And in a two-year program, our average member doubles their income and triples their cash net worth. Not a lot of Sign me up. Not a lot of companies can do that. And that's for real. So if you guys are interested in that, you got to reach out, take the next step. Well, and you see that value right there. I mean, teaching people just to do this and this alone is, you know, you sit down with an agent when everybody is calling realtors right now and they sit down and, and all of them are saying, I've got this program. Uh, my rates are good. I can close quickly. Congratulations. So did the last five people that offered to buy me a latte, right? Like, and so I think that it's really, really critical that you understand where your value comes from, what you can truly provide. And then the quantifying is what makes our brain turn on um, in a way that um, it separates just the I like you and there's the emotion to the I'm intrigued with those results, right? I'm intrigued with the the deals that you can, you know, continue to bring me, whatever it may be that um, the paychecks that you can put in my pocket, whatever it may be that you have to add the quantitative value. And I was really bad at that for a very long time. So adding the quantitative value, Jimmy is as good as I've seen at it is um, huge. So yeah, yes. I, really good stuff. Guys, we got to close out. If you're interested and you're like, hey, I may want to talk to those guys because I'm not sure what's going to happen. I'm scared. I want to make do five more loans a month. I want to make another 20 grand a month. Reach out, have a conversation. It's free. Right. We can't hard close. We're not going to hard close you over the phone and make you sign on the dotted line. So, guys, I hope this helped. I hope it brought some value. Go have a great month and sell your butts off. Thanks, guys. If you liked this episode of the Be Your Best series with Todd Screema, make sure to register for new episode notifications at www.beyourbestseries.com. And don't forget to leave a five star review and share this series with someone you want to be their best. Send an email with any questions or comments to beyourbest at summitfunding.net. Summit Funding, Inc., NMLS ID 3199, Equal Housing Opportunity, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org.